Hey everybody, this is Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the Town Hall VIP podcast that says FCC compliance, kiss my ass. Boom! We got a lot of stuff to cover today. And I'm going to start by covering Elizabeth Warren, probably with some sort of blanket. Get it? So you get it? Because she pretends to be an Indian and there's an Indian blanket thing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get let's let's get some squaw talk going here for chief sitting Bolshevik, because, I mean, she's in the process of losing and you can uh, you can see her just getting more and more desperate every day as she sees her dream of occupying the Oval Office instead of the uh, white wigwam. Uh, recedes further and further into the distance. And here's the important thing that uh, Chief Sitting Bolshevik needs to understand. Her inability to win and connect with Democrat voters, much less normal people who aren't psychotic losers, weirdos, or mutations, is entirely her fault. It's because she's a bad person with stupid ideas who is a liar and annoying and smug for no reason at all. She is a completely unaccomplished hack who has achieved what, quote-unquote, success she has achieved solely because of her willingness to parrot whatever idiocy the local SJWs are pushing this week. And boy, this week she's been pushing some idiocy good. Let's talk about two of her potent initiatives. My first favorite is now she wants to have the government uh, start policing disinformation about the elections. If you if you get disinformation, you should be subject to civil and criminal penalties. Oh, well, gosh, that sounds good. I mean, everybody hates disinformation. So we should arrest you, you lying, fake Indian uh, uh, Cherokee cheat. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. She doesn't mean that. What she means is she wants to do the determination of what's disinformation. You want to guess what disinformation is going to be? I'll give you three guesses. It's going to be stuff liberals say, other stuff liberals say, stuff normal Americans like you say. I wonder which it is. Yeah. Okay. Here, um, Chief Crazy Farce, here is my proposal. Okay. We will criminalize disinformation. Only I get to choose what's disinformation. I get to determine what is the disinformation. We will now prosecute speech that we categorize as disinformation because we know disinformation is so bad. And we will do that and punish the, the speakers of the disinformation. Uh, but we will do it based on what I, Kurt Andrew Schlichter, Esquire, Colonel, retired, determines his disinformation. Fair? Sound good? Well, you seem to be recoiling in horror. Is it because I was a cavalry commander and you hold a grudge? No, you, you seem to be upset because I would be the one who determines what disinformation is. Well, I don't understand. I, I would obviously determine that disinformation is, um, you know disinformation based only on objective uh, findings of disinformationness instead of just, you know, what helps me. 
I mean, are you saying that you believe that if I, Kurt Schlichter, was determining what is disinformation, what is not disinformation, that I might use it to my advantage to punish my political opponents? How can you be afraid of that? What? What? Do you support disinformation? Why do you like disinformation so much, Chief Pouting Putin? Got a lot of chief jokes going. Well, you can bet... Much as at a blackjack game at one of uh, Elizabeth Warren's casinos, that she is not going to want us to be the ones who determine what disinformation is because she wants to control the determination of what disinformation is because that would allow her to shut us up. They're saying it out loud now. They're saying it out loud, people. Now, I get, I get some controversy when I say buy guns and ammunition because an armed citizenry is the bulwark the, that is uh, uh, for freedom. And when I say bulwark, I mean a, a, a stout, firm defense as opposed to the billionaire-funded employment program for sexually defective losers uh, who, like, make up the staff of the bulwark. See, and even the dogs, they're like, you said bulwark. The dogs are barking. Hey, 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 no. The bulwark staffers are not going to come and steal your food. Okay? Because they're fat. All right? I hate all those guys. What a bunch of gibos. Would you shush? Shush! Barky and bitey, ladies and gentlemen. See, here's the beauty of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. It's all unredacted. This is happening at my house. My dogs are going crazy um, because they're, I don't know, they're worried that uh, Charlie Sykes is going to come and, and uh, you know, Charlie Sykes may come and, I don't know, make a drop a weekly standard on my lawn or something. I don't know. Hey, pick that up, Charlie. Get a bag. Goodness. See, that's the beautiful beauty of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. It all, it's all like real life. It's all happening. It's all occurring. It's all a thing that is. So anyway, Liz Warren wants to criminalize people saying stuff she doesn't like. Now, of course, she doesn't come out and say it that way. They never do. They never say, yeah, I would, uh, I would. Okay, I'm going to hunt these dogs for sport. Hold on. This is getting crazy. Give me a minute. All right. Okay. And guys, when you're editing this, edit nothing. I want all this, I want all the dog barking, all the doors opening, all the kids setting fire to things. I want you to experience my life here on Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter podcast. And uh, yeah, the angry teenager who's like, oh my God, he's doing it again. Fight, uh, I mean, let me take a little... Uh, let me take a, a little uh, uh, a tangent here. So I'm... Uh, I, I, would you shut that dog up? Gosh! So I'm over there and I'm... Um, uh, hold on. Okay. That was super annoying. And I had to stop the thing because there's all sorts of stuff going on. And I have the dog here and... Hopefully everyone will stop barking and biting and going, hey, I have to get into that cabinet. What am I doing? Okay, so anyway, that's kind of how it's going. So we were on it. Would you? Gosh! All right, so the chaos, folks. The chaos is all chaotic. We're doing a lot of chaos now. Okay, anyway. So like I, like I was trying to say before Dogmageddon started is um, 
they never tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, we'd like to censor uh, political opinions we disagree with to allow ourselves an unfair advantage because, of course, we're our, our ideas are so Marxist and terrible and no one had ever accept them except with, at gunpoint. Uh, and, and, and now Liz Warren is coming really close to just going, oh, yeah, 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 we'd like to censor other people's ideas. Maybe then people will elect us to something besides Senate seats in Massachusetts. So that's that's kind of where they're at. Elizabeth Warren also, because she's amazing. Elizabeth Warren has another great idea, which is uh, she announced uh, because... You know, who needs dignity? Who needs uh, who needs to pretend you're serious when you're running for the Democrat primary? In fact, those dignity and seriousness could actually be a huge handicap if you're running in the Democrat primary. She announced that she would allow her education secretary to be picked by a nine-year-old trans child. Now, you're probably, if you haven't heard this before, you're probably thinking... I heard that wrong. No, let me let me repeat. Elizabeth Warren, Pander Honkus, Hontas, says she will allow her education secretary to be picked by a nine-year-old trans child because maybe you didn't know it, moms and dads out there who have kids and children and stuff. But uh, the biggest issue in American education is not millions of children trapped in Democrat-run school districts dominated by public employee unions are graduating unable to read or count at any kind of basic level. That's not the big problem. Uh, the big problem isn't your kids uh, uh, not getting the knowledge they need to prepare them for the real world. The biggest problem in education is not fascism in the classroom or student loans or any of those other things. No, the biggest thing is delusional people who think they are a different gender are not being catered to sufficiently. That is in the view of... Um, uh, Senator Smoke signals the biggest problem in American education and the way to solve this this terrible problem of horribleness is uh, and I want to make sure I get this right to let a nine-year-old trans child pick the next education secretary let's leave aside the fact there shouldn't be a department of education but if there is going to be one I propose it not be some delusional urchin uh, with a mother suffering Munchausen, symptom, uh, uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, uh, catering to the delusion that, uh, you know, Jimmy is now Joni. Okay, period. There are no trans nine-year-olds. Let's be really serious about this because this horrible, horrible situation where people who uh, are... are, are you know, it empowers people to use chemicals and even surgery to hurt minors to make them conform to pretty much other people's delusions. Uh, now, for the vanishingly small number of people who suffer a real, real gender dysphobia or phobia, who really suffer from that, there are lots of ways to help them without hurting them. But to empower minor, minor children. I'm not even talking like 15, six years old, but the, though I would include them in the protections that should be given. We, we 
we don't need to be pretending that this is a thing. It's not a thing. And to not only pretend something that is certifiably insane from being a thing, but to, in fact, give people suffering from these uh, problems, again, largely forced on them by crazy parents who want attention, to allow them to pick, you know, officials and to use their whim as criteria for the selection of key officials. No, no, I, I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, and I don't think the Democrat voters are going to do it. I mean, yeah, there is a certain constituency of social justice warriors and other lunatics who would think this is a great idea. But, you know, normal people, even in the Democrat Party, have got to be going, um, wow, wow. Now, Elizabeth Warren is probably not going to get the nomination, which is too bad because I think she's the easiest to beat. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders may come close to getting the nomination. And I, I, you know, a lot of people are very scared that, oh my gosh, he could take on Trump. I don't really think he could because I don't think America's ready for this creep. You know, I, I think the media, among the media people and the people they hang out, he's like a viable candidate among Americans. He's a... Uh, crusty communist ass-kissing curmudgeon uh, who can kiss my ass too. But uh, I don't think he's going to win. Uh, Joe Biden, I don't think can make it. Uh, I think he's going to fall apart. His uh, stripper tapping, um, coke huffing, loser son is probably the big, and how he was making 80 grand a month or however much he was making a month from Ukrainian oligarchs. I think that's the big takeaway from impeachment. I think when Americans think of impeachment, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was up with Joe Biden's kid, man? I thought he was a drug addict loser who was like banging his uh, uh, brother's widow. Was that, that was him? And he was getting how much? He was getting how much for that? And of course, you see the photo this week. He's he like pulls up to the Ritz Carlton for a buffet in a Porsche. I mean, it's like, are you even trying to cover this up? I mean, maybe it's the drugs. Probably the drugs. Anyway, I I, I think Joe's gonna have some problems. And then of course, Pete Buttigieg. Oh my gosh, am I the only one who, you know, he he kind of reminds me of Romney in the sense that he's kind of a smug little weirdo with a bunch of uh, credentials and zero track record of actually achieving anything. He's one of those people who goes, how dare you ask me achievements? Look at my resume! I was in the Navy for a short period of time! Yeah, so was John Kerry, and he's a fucking asshole too. You know, the hell with you both. I think they're in a mess. I think they are going to try and block Bernie uh, by bringing in, uh, what's his name? Who, what's that midget? The Vern Troyer of American politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Bloomberg and his billions. Have you seen his ads? Of course you have, because he's got a zillion of them. It's all that Mike can do it. You know, I'm not sure America is ready for a little Napoleon. Because that's what he is. I just, no. And I, 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 you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not wrong. Weren't billionaires bad to Democrats a couple weeks ago? Well, he's a good one. Oh, okay. He's a good one. I like how he's now woke. Yeah, I'm really sorry I was doing stop and frisk. Really sorry. He's not sorry. 
he's a little fascist, and he's exactly who the Democrats in power, the, the, the establishment, would love to have. Look, he's frankly not as left-wing as the rest of them, though he's playing along with it uh, now to get the suckers to vote for him in the primary. Uh, but he's got endless money, and they're thinking, well, you know, Trump was a New York billionaire. This little uh, malignant hobbit is a, 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 a billionaire from New York. You know, we'll do him. Who is the guy that Mike Bloomberg inspired? Trump inspires people. Man, again, assess your enemy correctly. You may hate Trump. He's a great communicator. You may hate Trump, but he knows how to make his message known. He knows how to resonate with people. You may not like those people. You may think those people have no right to vote. You may think those people ought to shut up and go back into their Jesus houses with their guns and their traditional morality and their knowing which bathroom to piss in. And you may not like him at all, but Trump knows how to reach people. What is the name of the person, Mike Bloomberg, who has inspired, who was not a banker trying to get his money? What's the name? Well, let's see. There's Mike Bloomberg. No, I'm done. I'm done. It's not inspirational. Imagine Mike Bloomberg gets on the ballot. Now, what he's got to do, first of all, he's going to lose the hard left. They're just going to they're just going to be appalled because to get on the nomination, he's going to have to, you know, uh, he, there are a lot of people who like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to have to falter. Then they're going to have to rip off Bernie and rip off uh, what's her name? Uh, Focahontas, the one I was just rambling about for like an hour. They're going to have to rip her off, too. I think that's going to be a lot for the left to swallow. I just don't think that they're going to react in a positive manner. No. They're going to be mad. So you're going to have the, a lot of the leftists are going to be out for that reason. A lot of the leftists are going to be out because they're just not going to vote for a quasi-fascist billionaire. I mean, they prefer their fascist, the communist brand. And they're picky. They're picky. These guys are connoisseurs of their fascism. They don't want Mike's kind. They want their own kind. So to win, he, Bloomberg is not only going to have to make up for all the leftists he loses, but he's going to have to reach out to the middle, you know, probably the stupid suburban wine moms, and try and convince them that he's better than Trump. And he's going to have to expand the map because, of course, Hillary Clinton, smartest woman in the world, was just grievously defeated, utterly humiliated by Donald Trump. And he's going to have to win back the suburbs in a lot of those states. By be and he's going to do it by being Mr. Effective Manager. So he's going to have to balance out the leftists he loses with the suburbans he wants to win. And the way he's going to do it is with money. He's going to spend whatever it takes. Maybe spend a billion dollars, maybe two. No one will ever not be able to see an ad from Mike Bloomberg. Now, remember, it's the leftists in the Democrat Party who are the true believers? These are the ones who get out there and they walk the precincts and they harvest the votes and they do the cheating and do all that sort of stuff. Bloomberg is hoping he doesn't need that, that he can make up for money what he lacks in actual human beings doing actual election things. It's a questionable bet. My thought is he will of necessity overdo it. He will overdo it. Remember, his argument is, I'm going to do all the great things Trump is doing, 
except I'm going to screw over a large portion of Americans by taking your guns and your ability to have sodas and your ability to do what you want as opposed to what I want. Man, that's kind of hard sell. That is a hard sell. But that's his sell. He, he, he wants to, and, and he's got to get, he's got to get these suburban voters just basically saying, okay, you got to put up with all this crap, and but I'm going to tweet nicely. I'm the billionaire who's not wacky. Well, have you noticed Trump's wackiness has been decreasing a lot? You don't see the same number of tweets. He didn't really have to. I mean, Trump has kind of made it his point. It's time to be calm, Trump. Now that he's completely humiliated the Democrats over impeachment, it's time to be the calm Trump and just rack up achievements. What achievements do we have? Well, we have Suleimani's in chunks. We have a, a U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement to replace the terrible NAFTA. We've got new Chinese trade deals going. He seems to be handling coronavirus okay. Hopefully he will handle it better and it will not become a Katrina. Uh, I think there's a possibility of that. If you want to hear more about that, I have my other podcast, which is Fighting Words with Kurt Schlichter. That's a Hugh Hewitt-affiliated podcast here on Salem. You can go over and listen to that because I talk about that in a lot of detail there. Uh, but anyway, you know, Trump's just achieving. Look at your 401k. I mean, dude, I, I looked at my stocks today, and I'm making unbelievable returns. And so are you. And... Um, Young people are graduating, I mean, albeit with student debt from uh, uh, liberal education institutions. Uh, people are coming out, and there is a great job market out here, and people are going to lap up these jobs. And uh, uh, they, 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 people are going to realize, wow, things are pretty good. While we're still fighting in some places, we haven't got any new wars, and we're toning down some of the art. A lot of good stuff out there. Media's trying to hide it. But the facts break through. People are more positive about the future. Mike Bloomberg has to come in and say, yeah, I'm going to end all that. Or I'm going to do even better. These are hard sells. These are hard sells. And I think you know, all the ads, people are getting tired of them. You know, after your 400th ad about Mike will do it. Mike will give health care to everybody. You're going to be like, ah, ah. I just don't see it. So anyway, I think we've shared a lot of feelings here today. I think it's been a beautiful time for us to share together. And I hope you'll come back next time on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. But in the meantime, do you need more Kurt Schlichter? You do need more Kurt Schlichter. No one has enough Kurt Schlichter. There's never enough Kurt Schlichter in your life. So I'm going to help you out. Every Monday and Thursday, I have my free town hall columns up. You can go there. You don't have to be a VIP. On Wednesday, though, that's the VIP. And you're already a VIP if you're listening to this. So go in and check out my VIP column. Do you love action adventure books that make merciless fun of liberals? You do. That's because you're a patriotic American and you don't suck. Check out my book, Collapse, my new one, the fourth in the Kelly Turnbull series. A series of books hailed by Bill Crystal. And the bulwark as appalling. So you know they're good. Check it out. You got shooting. You got making fun of liberals. It's amazing. Bestseller, too. It was like uh, number one on the uh, political thriller charts at Amazon for a while. And uh, still selling a lot. 
Still telling a ton. Get the other ones too. The, the first one's People's Republic. Then you got Indian Country. Then you got Wildfire. I'll be working on the next one. Oh, and I have a super secret project I'm only going to tell you guys. It is for Regnery, which is a, uh, a Salem-affiliated company. That's a publisher. It's a traditional book. Another one. It's called uh, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. And I have submitted the manuscript. I submitted it this week. Uh, we're already working on it. Uh, gang it uh, gang it ready. It's supposed to drop on July 7th. It's that fast. That incredibly quick. Uh, they've got a cover out there. Cover looks good. Arena has approved it. My agent has approved. My agent's been a little busy this week. I have the same agent as John Bolton. So he was like, I was like, I, I'm sending you the manuscript. You probably have other things on your plate. Great guy. Takes care of his clients, uh, which is what you do. So anyway, Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. My super secret town hall email is kurt.schlichter at townhall.com. Feel free to email me. I will answer to the extent I can. I get a lot of emails. A lot of people want to interact. So it's usually not a novel, but if I see it, I'll try and get back to you. And you get back to me here next time on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. Schlichter.